My name is Rich Ciotti. And I'm Paul Ford. And you are watching... The Ziotti and... What? Oh, damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. It's the Aboard podcast. So, Rich, what's your job? I'm the co-founder uh, and CEO of Aboard. You report to me, Paul. <laughs> it's just fantastic. <laughs> uh, I am the president and, uh, and co-founder of Aboard. And we uh, are... We've been working together for 10 years. We've started businesses of our own, multiple businesses now, and we yes. also have helped a lot of other people start their businesses. So in case you're coming to this the first time, Rich and I had a podcast after we sold our last business called the Ziadi and Ford Podcast. It's a good looking photo there. Yeah, we got, for those of you who are listening, we got a little YouTube action going out. We're talking, we're looking at the camera. Okay, so let's clarify. For mm, first okay. of all, we're not going to just shill a product every podcast. We're no, going to still talk about- every, every other podcast. <laughs> Tech, uh, life, business. We just had this whole product. We had this whole thing going. We were doing our podcast, and then we're like, "Oh, and it has a sponsor, and the sponsor is our company." And it got a little ridiculous, so we flipped that. We're now going to talk about technology and culture in the context of our tool that is designed to help people keep track of technology and culture and links and do work. And we're going to show it to you. That's right. Anyway, anyway, the other thing worth worth sharing Mm -hmm. is that we are now also on YouTube. Yes. uh, So you can see pretty pictures and our faces along with our voices. If you want to keep listening, just audio, totally fine. Might even recommend it. it. Yeah. Might be better. So we are going to look into the future with this podcast, Paul. Great. What are we going to talk about, Richard? We're going to talk about word perfect. Oh, uh, now that was a good word processor. You've got one minute. What is word perfect? Okay, one minute. If I talk really fast, that's about 600 words. <laughs> so, uh, or, or two pages if you use word perfect and use the word, word counting tool. Let me take a step back. Word perfect was a boring looking, but very powerful early word processor um, that let you make documents with your very, very goofy DOS machine, like it had as much power as one one thousandth of your watch, but boy, could it make a pretty page. Uh, it, it asked, you had to learn it. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of complicated commands. Oh, yeah. Alt um, F4, baby. Alt F4, I mean, and so you needed to kind of gain some expertise to get the value out of a word processor like WordPerfect. Sure. Picking up and playing, phones have made it so easy to do anything anymore. WordPerfect required some expertise. Nothing's going to convey to people that we're cool, hip startup founders more than us talking about WordPerfect 5.1 for DOS. There was a day where you had an overlay on your keyboard that had all the like different key sequences and key combinations to do anything in WordPerfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, why expertise... did it take us so long to get dates in college? I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So then things got a little bit better. They did. Windows shows up, and boy, is it pretty. And and you know, the I mean, it's big, not actually. It actually looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous, but, but there are little pictures of things that represent stuff. And there's a mouse. Mm-hmm. A mouse is this effectively an, a new interface paradigm where you didn't have to memorize key commands. You could point a little arrow at a thing I, and click on. Can I talk for two seconds about what's really happening here? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, WordPerfect shows up, and it, it's kind of like. Yes, it shows you the characters on screen, and there's kind of a loop running, and it's waiting for you to type things in. But it's still very command-driven. Like, you're going to give it a command, and then it will do something to the, to the yes. document. Windows is this, like, two-dimensional, brightly colored space that you navigate with a pointer, and you sort of interact with these objects, and every character on the screen is its own kind of object, and they have different fonts and all this kind of stuff. So it was a... It, it, 
it's not like this is like a little change. This is a vast change. Like, well, I think to me, it's like it's going from computers being accessible to a million, a million, million people to a hundred million people. Like you could, a, yeah. a child could pick up a mouse and move it around and, and immediately gets what's going on. That's totally real. Right? And so you see over time this evolution of how people interact with machines to get things done or to, to play. Mm -hmm. And now we are in the era of AI. Paul, do you know what I love? What do you love? I love weird, creepy, robot-like human or human-like robot people Why can't holding it ever other just robots. Be like fancy gin or golf. It this that probably exists. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. You could use AI. We're about to talk about AI mm. to generate just about any kind of robot you like. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you know, when you look at, well, I, I do like these marketing images where people go out and they, they always have to make the robot sexy. Like it can never just be like a nice robot that's like you know. It's creepy. No, it always like it's pretty creepy. Sexy stuff. robots, big pecs. Yeah. yeah. And they're always really thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. The history of tech mm. is the history of just amazing, amazing innovation after amazing innovation. And images of extremely horny robots. And that too. Yeah. The last few years, he's had some false starts here. I'm going to throw out some words and I want you to react to them. I'm excited to react. Crypto. Uh, yeah, crypto is about the idea that when people go and do things like look at pictures or buy shoes, what they want is a fully fledged decentralized marketplace between them and the object of their desire. And uh, that is the creepiest definition of crypto. It didn't take over the world. Banks are not under threat. You still have to buy your house the old-fashioned way. I mean, the you know, three people are listening to this going, well, Bitcoin's up today, and good for you, chum. But yeah. yes, no, yes. It, it's it, that's real. It just didn't. It's gonna it's gonna be around forever, like COVID and herpes. But it didn't it is, turn the world upside down. No. The metaverse. Oh, uh, this is not, this was crypto. I think actually genuinely was innovative and weird, even if it didn't kind of make cultural sense in the way that people expected it would. Uh, the metaverse is just like we got 3D and we do not have enough stuff on our roadmap and we can't make we can't actually breed people fast enough to get them into the social networks mm -hmm. at the rate that we need to justify our, our valuation. Did you try it? Have you gotten into the metaverse? I've done all this stuff, man. Well, I don't have the goggles. Yeah. I, like I've looked at all of it. I used to I used Second Life a couple is, times is back. Is it fair in the day. to say that like the hype and, and just all the, the frenzy has kind of really died down with it? I mean, the metaverse is, if, if you're talking about Call of Duty, or it's doing great. You know, Halo used to do great, but like, people don't want to do, like, this idea that you're going to be able to create an abstract space and without any kind of motivation aside from your own, yeah. this is a struggle. Look, you don't want to buy the digital scarf at the digital mall? Here's what happens, dude. And we, yeah, now you know, you know what they call that? Uh, remember when they were always like, you'll be able to buy the, uh, the sweater? on yeah. the screen like a watch TV. I think they actually call it like um, Rachel Sweater from Friends. That's how old the idea is. It's like from the 90s. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that didn't take. No. Then they bundled them together and said, well, crypto and metaverse is all the same thing. And that's Web3. Let me tell you. What I, happened there? Look, I, I'll, I'll take it out of step. You and I, I'm the president, you're the CEO. You know the number one problem we face as a company? Just, What's that? Well, I mean, lack of revenue because we're a startup. But like, it's that we continue to put our own needs before the needs of the user. We mm -hmm. do this all the time. We talk about like, we need more of this, we need more of that, as opposed to we need to deliver value to people so that they remember and connect to us. Yes. Okay. That is what the metaverse was. The metaverse was giant tech platforms assuming that their needs were more important mm -hmm. than the needs of everybody else. 
All right. But three false starts here. Like, did not live up to the promise. I've seen things, by the way, get announced. They lurch forward. It kind of is putsy and clumsy and doesn't take. And then it takes like 10 years later. So who knows? I know. I hope those chief metaverse officers who were all named about mm. three years ago are doing great. I bet those LinkedIn. Edit like, that I, LinkedIn. Yeah, I bet there's a strike through. Now here we are with AI. There's mm. ChatGPT. You've got MidJourney essentially airbrushing the side of my van every day. Every day. Put those dragons in there. Another false start? Another false promise? No, not at all. Culturally, it's gone banana cakes, as things tend to do these days. So, like, you have, yep. you know, dudes with beards saying that we are going to have, you know, artificial general intelligence and we're all going to be enslaved by the robots, and they're kind of into it. And any of other people saying that, like, this is the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to culture on top of all the other worst things that have happened to culture. Yeah. So, so, like, we're take the whole conversation of it aside. Like, it's really interesting technology. I'm going to not be the person to advocate for it. Bring up, actually, bring up our product. We, we keep track of the links for this thing in a board for the, oh, there it is, sexy robot. So, um, Rich. Yeah. So, you're impressed. I am impressed. I think that this is, an, there, I don't want to be the advocate here because actually someone did a much better job um, than I did. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a open source and um, just kind of a general good actor in the world of technology, a person named Simon Willison. Ooh, uh, their, web that's Simon. their website is simonwillison.net and they gave a talk recently, he gave a talk recently, making large language models work for you. And it's online. Yeah, at the, it was at the WordCamp, at the big WordPress conference. Okay. And um, it's online. Um, it's and a good primer. It's about an hour long. It's excellent. It, Simon is someone who just goes in deep on things, and he's been really obsessed with this space because he describes it, and I think very well, as almost like an alien technology. This thing has landed in our world, and it doesn't work like any other kind of more algorithmically driven tools that we've used before, and the behavior is different. It's a different kind of technology. It, it's sort of like a wild, drunken intern. It will just give you something, no matter what you ask, but very often what you ask for it also behaves like someone's typing back to you in some far off land. Yeah, it's just a very strange new way of structuring data and embeddings yeah. and vectors and so like, um, and all these other words that sort of get thrown out. So Simon has gone in deep and explained sort of the utility of it, how to make use of it, how to explore it, and sort of also a little bit, not the ethics of like AI in general, but the ethics of how to use it. Like if you're gonna create an image with AI, share your prompt yeah. and show, show you know, what is a way to be an ethical consumer and, and who, who applies this and uses it? You know, a lot of it comes down to citation. Make sure you explain mm -hmm. to people where the AI is involved and where it isn't. All right. I want to go slightly abstract here, but I, I want to make a point. I love a good abstraction. But I, you know, I look at computers as almost like this relationship between humans and machines. I mean, I, I don't, wow, that's extremely, wow. Did you come up with that? That's, that's amazing. Let's keep going. We talked about WorkPerfect before. Yeah, we and in did. In the early days, computers were really impressive, mm -hmm. right? But it required work. They seemed impressive at the time. Of course, now they look like ridiculous jokes. Also, it was on their, it was on their terms. You had to learn the tool. Yes. You had to educate yourself. Otherwise, you weren't going to get the value. But this thing could add up a bunch of numbers, and then it could go beep, beep, boop. And man, that seemed amazing. But then the mouse pointer comes out, and then the windows come out. And what ends up happening is that a lot less is asked of us. Yes. You don't have to be an expert anymore. Yes, you don't. In fact, you can shoot a movie on your phone. It's similar. I would, I would analogize it like you go, 
you used to have to follow a recipe, and now you can go to the supermarket and get a toss lean, it right into the microwave. Get a lean cuisine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's what progress is. When you reduce the barrier to entry, more people can use the thing. Yes. Uh, more people can enjoy it. You have to be careful with kids. Computer, you know, phones and are, are a little scary. But yes, a kid can pick up a phone. You watch a three-year-old on an iPad. It is something to see. They're hypnotized, mm -hmm. pretty much. And, and so, we have unlimited access to most of the world's information wherever we go, which has long been a dream of humankind. Here we are, right? And, and so we are in a place where computers have outpaced what's asked of us. I know that yes. sounds weird. No, that's right. They, right? Can, they can lean in further than we can. They can. And then in the 2000s, we could start to talk to them. Yeah. So it's like, hey, Siri. When was Napoleon born? And it'll tell me. It'll tell me. No, as it'll if give it's my you. It'll, it'll tell you that a Napoleon is a pastry. But yes, I get it. It messes yeah, up yeah, sometimes, yeah. but we're very forgiving as a people. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Now we're at this fascinating point where the AI wave has kind of sprinted way ahead of us as humans. Look, let's. Here's the thing: technological innovation evolves more quickly than humans do. Well, no, actually, I can say that with true well, accuracy. Well, no, so humans don't evolve; they evolve over it's like millions of years. A lot of them have to die. So the um, no, but let's. Talk, I wouldn't put it that way. I would say that um, humans anthropomorphize and find new things very sort of mystical when they're actually practical. So new technologies show up, and people tend to. And there's a the famous Arthur C. Clarke quote, which is any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, right? I would actually say that we could amend that for 2023. Any, any new technology is essentially indistinguishable from people. We tend mm. to, we project and project and project. And I yeah. do think over the well, next- Well, I mean, look, the products are getting names. There's this is, Siri and this, Alexa. And this is actually- Simon, What's the guy, his guy's name at Microsoft? Cortana. Clyde? Clyde. Clyde will make you a sandwich. Clyde's like, you want some salami. Like <laughs> you want some salami. No. American and mayo so, on white bread. Simon makes a really good point, which is like one of the kind of ethical failures is not, there's all kinds of issues, right? But constantly anthropomorphizing is really bad for us as consumers because the, the robot keeps telling you it's, it's your friend. Yeah. Hold on. Give me a second and I'll get Hi, you the answer. It's me, Sky. Yeah. Remember when they tried to do it as a butler? Yeah, Jeeves and stuff. You know, no, that's the thing, right? Or, or Clippy, and they, they keep making it into a into a yeah. person as opposed yeah. to like a set of data things that are interacting. Yeah. So, so we learn less and less about what's going on under the hood and fantasize more and more that it's yes. like our thing, our person. I want to glimpse into the future, though. I would argue that today it's actually quite archaic, and the AI brain is quite slow. It can only do one thing at a time. It's still batch mode. Like it's still, I put the punch cards in, and then it That's comes right. back when after processing. Imagine a world, Paul. Mm. You bought a bicycle, okay, and you called ChatGPT, mm -hmm. called Sky. Hi, Sky. Hey, Sky. I just bought a bike. Oh, Good for you, thank, Paul. Thank That's God, because your lower body is a disaster. And I'd like to see your legs. I'll talk to you shit. later. It's like whoa, two whoa. fish bellies. Stay with me, Scott. Okay. Okay. It's in pieces. I need your help putting it together. Oh, that's great, because I know exactly how to put a bicycle together. She tells you to flip your camera, oh, lay out all your parts, Paul. This, the way you said that actually makes it sound weird, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
bicycle that, that actually sounds way more realistic bicycle as to bars. how people want to use this thing. Okay, so I'm gonna put, she's, she's gonna say, hey, that blue it's a video screw. Call. That, it's a video blue, call. that blue screw, you know, where's your screwdriver? Yeah. Where's your, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, you don't have all the tools to put this together. Yeah. Let's go to the hardware store. I'll call you back. You go to the hardware store, no, no. you call her back. I got this wrong. She's gonna say, I'm gonna order you a really amazing screwdriver. Oh, oh Amazon's in the mix and now. And then a drone is gonna drop it on your head. Z yeah, yeah. Comes buzzing okay. in. What I'm trying to get at here is that the innovation ahead now is the interface for humans to talk to these machines and the machines being able to process. No, if I mean, you talk about a video call coming out of an AI engine, oh, good, dude. that's a lot of data. You no, know, it's true. Okay, so what's going on is like, it's good, it, it takes the static image, it breaks it apart and it figures out what's going on inside. It can't, you can't pan the camera around. Right, like that's does, a lot. That's, humans that's can do much. that. We're having a conversation right now, but like the, you can't actually have a conversation. It's still kind of batch mode, right? In a way, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you think, oh my God, the machines are coming for us, but my God, the human brain and its ability to work in real time is something else. For most of the people I've yeah, met, you know, it's not You know what I can't stop thinking about though? Yeah. It's, it's going to um, like IKEA instructions, like the, those terrible manuals that are just yeah. like no language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I think I'm, I'm imagining that translating to this world and it's just like, hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Let me close it with a mm -hmm. question. It should, no, she's just, Sky is going to have you, you're going to try to put together an expedition. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. no, no, yeah. no. A lot of disapproval. And there's little froggy people and it's like you need a friend to help you lift it up. Is Sky going to call you for data? Hey, Paul, I saw you wrote an article about Napoleon on Medium. I have a question for you. Well, Sky, this isn't the best time right now. I, this is terrifying. Why? Oh, you only want, want, want. Change knowledge. Yes, she can go get it off the internet. No, because she knows gonna, you're an expert on Napoleon. Why gonna, can't she call you? Because she's going to call. She's going to say, "Can you just put your phone up to your neighbor's window for a minute? Um, you know, somebody's really curious." I gather some data. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, humans, you don't want to be a conduit for knowledge. It's not just that humans are very dangerous. Like we have a lot of systems, like universities and yeah. and, and journalism. Like I'm talking about, like meta systems that we can that they have trust built into them. Yes, where there are ethical guidelines. So the ethical guideline inherent in something like Google, right, is that like if it's published publicly on the web, Google will spider it. Yeah. And the law reflects that. If you have this ad hoc data collection platform that pretends to be human. Yeah. That is a nightmare for our society. It can be a problem. Yeah, you got there. You got to the yes. actual, like, this is, I don't That's think. That's the fear, real fear. I don't think the robots are going to get super smart and suddenly take shoot over. Missiles and, and at us, shoot yeah. missiles at us. Shoot missiles. I do think the robots are going to call us and say, did you know that Donald Trump wants to give you $25 rich? Yeah. Hey, how's your yeah. son? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you'll be like, what are you talking about? And we saw glimpses of this with how smart the, you know, the Facebook ads were during elections and how they were manipulated. This is a lot of power. Right? Many, many people are vulnerable, deeply vulnerable to this manipulation. Yes. And we do not have a, an ethical system in place in our society where everyone becomes an information gatherer. That's right. So. That's right. Go go. Great discussion, Paul. Oh, I want no. to talk about a board. That's right. So earlier uh, we were talking about it. We use it to track the links for the podcast. That's one of the tools. So Rich and I are able to collaborate. We make a board and it turns links into pretty cards and we can kind of get our podcast together that way. A board is a general purpose data tool for all kinds of things. You can use it to go find an apartment with your spouse or you can use it to 
save the TV shows you want to watch. Um, it's our attempt to make data and software unbelievably simple for everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. So we'd love for you to try it out. Let, me, let us know what you think. Go to aboard.com, click the join button. It's free. What else do we need to know? Like us. We just want you to like us. Oh God, just like Thumbs us. Thumbs up please. on YouTube, just five up. stars somewhere else, five bars, I don't know. No, seriously, I've turned my desperate need for approval into like. a whole career. So all I need is for you to click that little bell. Please. Please, 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 God. I think I think this went pretty well, Paul. Um, We've yeah. recorded this particular podcast seven times. Yeah, let's see if it actually recorded. Yes. I have to glue together all the various broken right. pieces. But let's see how it fits together. Have a lovely week. Love you.